people kept asking me, how do I learn bookkeeping when I don't have a degree in accounting? And I'm like, you really don't need a degree in accounting. I don't have a master's. You definitely don't need a master's. I don't have a CPA. You definitely don't need a CPA. You are doing the lowest tier. <laughs> I say this with a smile and pride because it's the best kept secret in this like financial world is you're doing the lowest tier service that like used to be in existence. And you probably have some of the greatest flexibilities. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. This is part two of my interview with Katie Farrell. I am so excited to continue the conversation today as Katie continues to share more details about what it takes to earn income as a bookkeeper from home. And she gives us all the details about her program, Become a Bookkeeper. You are not going to want to miss this episode. If you didn't hear part one, be sure to go back and listen to last week's episode so you can learn all about how Katie started her business and found success as a bookkeeper. Now, let's dive into the interview with Katie. The original question, I, I really looped around here. The original question was what? Um, the original question was, um, what kind of experience or qualifications do you yes. need to have? Okay, yeah, sorry. I get really passionate and I want to explain this more in depth to this audience because the people that follow me are they're already dabbling it. They have found their way to me because they've already decided on bookkeeping. So right. I want to say these things. And I'm also like super, one of two really big, I'm really transparent and honest. And number two is I really care about the quality of the work. So I don't want to send a bunch of people out to do bookkeeping just because they don't have to be CPAs. I don't think you need the CPA at all to have a bookkeeping business. Did it help me start mine? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course it did. And it also had the connections that were there. So like, and I also got paid to quit my job. I had this perfect storm of things that made it easy for me, but it doesn't mean it's not repeatable. So when I started teaching bookkeepers, I was like, you have to have the skill already. You, If I gave you a client, you would have to be 10 out of 10, eight out of 10 confident that you were going to do a good job. Through about a year of marketing that one program, people kept asking me, how do I learn bookkeeping when I don't have a degree in accounting? And I'm like, you really don't need a degree in accounting. I don't have a master's. You definitely don't need a master's. I don't have a CPA. You definitely don't need a CPA. You are doing the lowest tier. <laughs> I say this with a smile and pride because it's the best kept secret in this like financial world is you're doing the lowest tier service that like used to be in existence. And you probably have some of the greatest flexibility. CPAs die in tax season. You don't have to, because you're not doing taxes. You're leveraging it by putting in an efficient system and finding clients that value buying back their time for just a few hundred dollars a month. You might do it in an hour or four. They're not going to do it. And then they're never going to get clarity on their financial situation. So their business isn't going to be as profitable as it should be because they don't have an actual picture of what's happening. That's the difference and, between bookkeeping and tax. Yes. And I want to add there that just because they're not doing it 
doesn't mean it's not a worry and a constant thought on their mind of like, I know I need to do that. I should do that. And the longer that goes on, the more stress that adds to them. And I only say this because I know how that is as a small business owner (laughs) and someone who hasn't been trained is even if I go one month without doing my books, I will start to stress about that. So I can only imagine someone who puts it off the whole year and doesn't do it at all. You always know in the back of your mind, like this has to be done. So yeah, that really is a value to them. And the bigger that they get, the more transactions that they have and actually the less clarity they have on what's happening. And something that I've noticed with my clients is that sometimes the more money they make, the more stressed they are because they have more commitment. Mm -hmm. So the volatility of their bank account is big and they're never going to be able to get a handle on it, but it doesn't mean that, that you can't. So it's not a secret in that you're not doing a high value service. You are. But the biggest thing is like understanding what that value is and translating it. And so there are, there are a few things that you need to know in order to actually be a bookkeeper and be a good one. One that I would feel comfortable sending you out into the world to do. And one that you're going to really sustainably succeed because you can get clients, but if you're terrible at bookkeeping, your clients are going to figure that out. They're going to know. They're going to (laughs) know. And so you probably need just the intro to accounting. The thing about accounting is it gets really deep. And so I niche myself down. And when I tell people with no experience where to go, it's let's stay in this bubble. Let's not learn everything. Let's work with US-based solopreneurs, one owner, because if there's more owners, it's more complex. Plenty of demand with that service-based businesses, because you can avoid sales tax, you can avoid inventory. And they're just much simpler. So service-based solopreneurs in the U.S. And what you need to know is the basics of accounting. You need to know how that translates to actual bookkeeping, what it looks like in the back end. You need to know the basics of tax, enough to hold a conversation and say, I think it's this. Talk to your CPA. You need to know how to facilitate that conversation and you need to be able to say you don't know, which is fine. It's I say it all the time. And then you need to know how to do the work, right? And so that's what my program, Babs, which has become a bookkeeper, is and does. It I walk you through three phases, which is learn, shadow, and apply. And in learn, it's I go through a text, have it right here. It's college accounting. And it's specifically for service businesses. So we go through nine chapters. Nine chapters is what I think you need to know of this one textbook for all of accounting to focus on that industry, that niche, solopreneurs, service-based. You avoid a lot of complexities that way, and you still have a lot of demand, a lot. And so I go through that, quiz you on it, but I'm also recapping the chapters like through the lens of bookkeeping. So it's like, here's what they say. You need to know that, and here is how you'll actually see it. Or here's what they say, and you're never going to see this. So it's like you and I took the class together and telling you from the lens of a bookkeeper what matters and what doesn't. And then I go into tax and I tell you for solopreneurs, here are the things that you need to know about how they get taxed, what forms they need to file, how they pay employees, what employees are versus contractors, how to navigate payroll, because I actually don't even run payroll, but I um, there's platforms, ADP and Gusto are great ones that your client pays for. It's a separate specialty, 
it's really nuanced. So they're way better handled in a platform like that than like you trying to do it yourself. It's the best route for your client. So like I go over that, I go over how to code it properly in the books because most bookkeepers without experience would butcher payroll. And then I I just talk about like how you would talk about things in terms of tax with your client and then how to talk to the CPA about it should be working with CPAs. So, so that's like the big premise of that. And then I teach you the basics of bookkeeping, like how it works, how data flows. And then, um, so that you're ready for the next stage, which is shadow. And in shadow, I, I had a person who became a client actually after setting her up and we, she got on zoom. She knew that I was doing this for the program. She shared, you know, her information. It's all redacted. So like nothing personal is out there. But she allowed herself to be an example in this program so that you could almost like come into my office and watch me on a call with her and watch me get into the books and do a full setup for all of 2020. So I start her on the books. I tie it to her tax return. I show you how to do that. And you get really great resources in there too. It's a workbook um, that shows you these examples and also has checklists and things like that to follow through with what you're learning. So you see me do it. And yes, that is as boring as it sounds. It's like 10 hours of bookkeeping that you have to watch somebody do. But it's 10 hours of bookkeeping to catch up somebody's entire year with me teaching you what it is. So that's kind of cool, you know, to see that that can even be done in that time. And um, you get to watch me, the office to see. And then in the next phase, it's called apply. And I call it the practicum where I took data and I, I made it mock data. So it's not anybody's real stuff, but it's lifelike. So it has statements and CSV files with transactions. And I explain the client scenario with you. And then it's really, really well done in the, the system. So this is a self-paced course, but you'll get information and then you'll upload it into zero on your own. You'll start working through it and you will, as if it was a real client, compile the questions that you have, like you do with a real client. You enter in the questions and you immediately get an email back that's like these are the questions you might have asked or should have asked and here are their answers so then you can go in finish it pull your reports and then in like a assessment put in your answers and when you do that you get the results so it's like here's what the reports should have looked like compare them to yours and then an answer key unlocks so you can watch me do the practicum also and see where you might have differed because like with bookkeeping, your report should match my report or something is wrong. And it's that simple. So then you can go back and figure out what it was. Very cool. It sounds like a very thorough program and one that you leave actually having some experience with, even though it was a mock client. Yeah. I completed it like with what was in my head. And then I realized it was one of those things where like in my head, it was simpler. When I got into it, she was fairly complicated setup, which I think was great for what it was because it was not just, it wasn't the easiest client I could find. Right. And so it made it really lifelike because I think something that you need to prepare yourself for with getting into bookkeeping is as much as they say you're going to reap rewards and you will, every client has something weird and something different. And every month, if you have 25 clients, something breaks and somebody does something that takes more time. You factor that into the whole picture. And So I might be like extra optimistic, but with her, it was a dose of reality of clients do weird things. She had done a couple of weird things, which was cool because then you're able to see me ask questions of her to get enough information, to look it up, to figure out the way that I want to handle it. 
And then even when I was done with figuring out the way that I handled it, I prefaced it with, I would point this out to the tax preparer. I would let them know that this is what happened and this is where I put it. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you can sleep pretty easy as a bookkeeper if you're not preparing taxes, because when they do the taxes, they're going to review those books and they're going to know and see it not only from a separate set of eyes, but it's not that hard in tax when you're a CPA and you do this every day to look at a set of books and say like, this is where I need to dive in deeper and this didn't match up and they'll, they'll find it if you make any glaring mistakes. You don't want that to happen because when you compile a really great set of books, those CPAs can become some great forms of referral sources also. So doing a good job. Yeah. Doing a good job is not just good for your client. Your CPA might not call you out to the client. If you mess it up, they probably won't, but they're not going to win them over as a lead source later. Right. I have a quick question for you before you continue. So for for a mom who would want to get started, and let's say she has absolutely no experience with bookkeeping, and she wanted to get started with your program and learn how to do it, how long would it take, how much time investment from starting the program to being able to like start getting clients and, and start earning income? Yeah, it's going to be different for everybody, like wildly different for everybody. And it's going to have to do with personality and time to give and background coming in. So people that join this program, some of them are CPAs. Some of them have been working in corporate, but they just haven't quite done bookkeeping where they still have doubts. They come in, they get through the program. I had somebody just fly through it in a week, which kind of blew me away. Others, I really recommend, and there's pathways in it now. I recommend getting through it in about four to six weeks. Because I think that getting through it as quickly as possible next to each other is going to make you walk away with more clarity than like picking it up and dropping it off. So I think that in that time frame, which would probably be if you got help and you had somebody just help you in the short term season, I think two serious weeks would get you through it. And when you're through it, you will have to market yourself. You will have to figure out how to get clients. And that's going to be easier for some than it is for others. And, but some people have like such success with just kind of getting the adjustment of I've got this skill. And then they just, they're so gung-ho about it that they just start talking and it happens really quickly. Other people, and I'm thinking of the people in Bob who then invested in that program too, and come to calls and listen, that one probably has less of a time commitment you're absorbing stuff kind of quickly, but it it takes a little while, I think, to wrap your head around for some people, wrap your head around what it takes like internally to believe that you should put yourself out there, you know? So with some people, it's immediate. And even with that, like I tell them a couple of things on how to market themselves and they're finding clients that week. Others hang out for four to six months before they even actually put themselves out there And then something just connects where they're ready and it all starts coming into place. So it's really, really hard for me to quantify what that looks like. And I do get asked that question all the time. But I think um, something that I would say, though, and something that, that I'm really big on right now is I used to say it can happen fast because it happened fast for me. It can happen fast, but it really doesn't have to. As long as you believe that it's going to happen and you keep taking like consistent action with the time that you have towards the goal that you have, and you find solutions to bring in the money elsewhere in the interim, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen and probably surpass your expectations. And that timeline, whatever it is, is going to be right for you. 
So whether it takes two years or six months, it'll be okay because it's almost like when you're ready to put the the um, down, the car is going to drive, but you have to feel good about what you're doing. So mm. I think sometimes that takes people longer. That's a really good way to look at it. You know, it's not, and I really think that that is one of the main themes that I am getting from every interview that I do is that every skill that you learn, every way that you invest into yourself is just one more tool that you have under your belt that you can take off with. So yeah, if it takes you longer or if you decide like now isn't a good time for me to do this, but maybe in five years when the kids go to kindergarten, I want to pull that tool out of my tool belt and take off with it. You know, it's not going to any investment you make in yourself is not going to be something that you'll regret. That is what I truly believe. I agree with that wholeheartedly, even if it doesn't work in the way that you anticipated that it will, because even if it doesn't work, you stop spiraling with that thought that that's the thing that's like stopping you from getting anything. If you, if you sit there and you think I really need this thing and you don't do it, that loop continues, it continues, it continues until you either do it or you literally just never stop thinking about it. That's my experience. So like with my story, actually what happened is through my bookkeeping business, including that big client that I had, that was more of an anomaly. Like that was kind of luck, what they were paying me and the way that I structured that. They funded a lot of what I was doing, trying to get courses off the ground. And over the span of a year or 18 months, I think it was 18 months, I broke out my own finances. I sat down with my own numbers, which I had lumped together to make myself feel better and because it's like half laziness. And I broke it out to online pursuit and bookkeeping business. Bookkeeping business carried the online pursuit. And that was when it really hit me. That was when I was like, the bookkeeping business makes sense. But I was $10,000 in deficit. I think I spent 12 grand and made two grand, something like that, where I spent $10,000 more than I made on the online stuff. And that number was not light to me. I was like thinking of all of the things that I could do with 10 grand that now didn't exist and thought like, how did I not notice that it, it turned into 10 grand? And that's when I looked to the other side being the bookkeeping business and went, you, you, you paid for that. So like, I never had to ask for the money. I never had to go into debt because the bookkeeping side carried it. And at that point I had already hired help because the amount of time I was willing to work was like, I couldn't do as much as I wanted to do on the online side because of the bookkeeping side. So I got help to pursue this passion that was not profitable. And it was taking a step back where I was like, holy cow, you're, you are doing it, you know? And then I went <laughs> all in and it grew really fast from there. But yeah, like you're saying, just did an episode two, I'm like releasing corporate shame, but you could translate that to anything. Like I'm actually in Bob. So in Babs, I teach the technical skills. We don't get into too much of like how I feel about what it should or shouldn't look like. In Bob, I talk a lot about just the most important thing in doing this is doing it in a way that supports a life you want to live. If you don't do that, if you don't build it mindfully of it being the thing that gives you the freedom that you want and you take away your own freedom to make it work, you are your own worst boss. You're probably worse because you can't escape yourself. And so if the goal is living the life that you want to live and you're doing that, and so bookkeeping has to take a back seat or, you know, growing to even 2K, if you're going to sit at $1,000 a month 
but you're still able to do the things that you care about to, I'm going to use the things that I care about, take a walk in your neighborhood, tuck your kid in at night, you know, whatever it may be, that matters more because the whole purpose of the business is to live the life. So preserve the life, make the business fit. That's big. And so that, that can work with timing too. You know, I mean it when I say, if you stay consistent, especially with something like bookkeeping, if the goal is to get 10 clients and you get two, you're 20% of the way there. And if signing a third takes you away from living your life today, you shouldn't. And then when you're ready to, it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. And you're going to keep those two as you get the next couple of clients. So even if it takes you five years to get to 10 clients, you will get them, Yes, right? I love what you said about the lifestyle and make the business fit the lifestyle. That is so true and so important. You're never going to regret that kind of a decision. You're never going to look back and go, and I really wish I hadn't made the business fit the lifestyle, (laughs) you know, but if you go the opposite way and you trade all your time to work so that someday you can have a lifestyle that you want, you are going to, you're going to think back of like, man, look at all those years I spent trading my time. So, oh my gosh, I love this so, so much. I want to ask you, um, we're about to wrap up, but I do want to ask you what, I just lost the thought. Well, now I don't remember what it was. Was it about, you know, not losing sight of the life? Maybe, but I think it was about something that you said right after that, maybe. The timeline, the, you know, you get two here, you shouldn't grow more. So big on it. I'm big on people saying no. I'm big on them getting in a form and not needing to take it. I'm big on them raising a price and losing the client. Like, I think those things are really big wins. And we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to reach the milestones that we have determined that matter, right? Whether it's, what it could be 2000, there are people out there striving for 100K months, right? So it, the number doesn't matter, It's which is a funny thing for an accountant to say, but it really doesn't because numbers are so subjective. The number doesn't matter, but like the why behind that is really, really important. Like, why do I need that number? And so taking numbers away from it and getting the first step, getting really in tune with what you want life to look like, even just writing that out, giving yourself 10 minutes to write out what your ideal day looks like, remove the business from it. You'll get so much clarity. For me, that was when I knew that I had what I wanted. I wrote out my ideal day. I'm like, that's today. Can't risk that for anything else. And that was when I put barriers and boundaries on myself with what I was willing to give to get something out of a business designed to give me the life that I have. Oh my gosh. That is so, so good. I never lost sight of that. I want you to, when I ask this question, think about a mom who, I mean, they need the $2,000 just to pay their rent, just to pay their utilities, just to get food on the table for their kids. So they're sitting there like, man, I need this or else I'm not going to be able to, you know, pay these bills. I can't maintain this life. What advice do you have for those moms who need to earn that income for their families, but they also want to be at home living this lifestyle with their kids? That's such a tricky one and one that I feel like so deeply. I want to sit and think about it for a second. Um, The thing that it brings up for me instantly is that like in periods, if I had to, I would do whatever I had to do and I would give myself the the grace for what that period, but I would not lose sight of the longer term vision. So 
I mean, my go-to personally is always like going and, and working in a restaurant super hard, not the goal, going to get you away from your kids for a little bit. But like whatever I could do to bring in the most amount of money per hour would probably be the thing. And if I were just trying to get started and I could see that the vision was probably clearer, like I'm going to use bookkeeping. I could see that bookkeeping was the ultimate goal. I would do something else that brought in an influx of cash to support investing in myself to get myself to that next level. And I would probably also work under people in that field, which it might be hard or it might seem like it would be hard. Like, why would somebody hire me? Why would a bookkeeper hire me? But that would be the thing that I would do to know that I was going to get income, not have to make sales calls and get some experience. And something that I like to do is be transparent as much as it doesn't as, as long as it doesn't hurt you. But I think transparency often doesn't. So I would say like, I want to do this someday, but in this season, you know, for these next couple of years, I think it would be so great. Like I would be so committed to you for two years to really learn. I, so I would do free resources to get myself competent enough to be hired by somebody who had what I wanted. And I would work for that lower, but more guaranteed dollar per hour that could still be home. So let's talk about what some of those would be is the zero certification program, like I mentioned, and zero is X-E-R-O. So you can just go to look up zero bookkeeping. I don't even know if it's zero.com. It is zero.com. And it's called the go and get zero certified. That's a free thing. Outside of that, you could buy a a textbook, I guess. You're not going to have the lens, but like I would probably buy a college accounting textbook before I went to college for accounting. Those couple of things and QuickBooks also has one. The Pro Advisor program is free. I would immerse myself in those things in any spare time that I had. Sacrifice sleep in the interim, even more sleep in the interim to get myself to the point where like I could. And so if I had to go outside of the home and earn, I would do that. I would do that while getting these certifications and pitching myself to any bookkeeper I could find. I would, I would make that my job. Like I would get myself in with a bookkeeper, if not multiple and work harder in this season, knowing it will pay off later. And I will ultimately get that time. And especially if it's something like you need food on the table, you don't have that luxury of saying, I'm just going to, you know, make sure that I'm at the park today. the, The first priority is feeding the kids. And then I would give myself a ton of grace for it not looking the way that I want it to today. And I I think I would be more mindful of the moments that I had while also not judging myself for losing it under the weight of the world occasionally. Um, But I would try really hard just to, to make things fun and know that like each night I just did my best and I'm still fighting for the future because I believe I can get myself out of this. I think that would be what I would do. And I really believe that bookkeeping has the freedom for that. And I think that when you have your ass to the fire like that with way more motivation, you could probably do it faster because you're so highly motivated. I love that. I think it would be so incredible to create some type of a support system for moms who are in that situation, you know, who want to get the training and they don't want to miss out on that time with their kids. Some type of a, you know, there's financial aid to go to college. But for me, when you have these programs, like things that you've developed that are just so short and to the point and like, okay, here's the skill that you need. Now let's go do it. Let's put this into action. The value of that is so much greater, in my opinion, than spending, you know, four or five years in college. Of course, if you have something very specific in mind, like you want to be a surgeon and you have to, that's a different thing. But 
I just think that this is really something that, you know, we need to start, I guess, just promoting more to to the younger generation so that they don't have to figure this out after they become moms. They can be building this up and being more prepared and ready. You know, I think they are. I think they are more ahead of us with that. I get a lot of younger women who see like they are not me. But they are like, okay, you're you're doing it how I want to do it. So they're pre-planning. They're thinking, and that's more. so exciting. It's really, for me. yeah, they're doing a really good job. I'm like, it gives me goosebumps, and it makes me really excited for they're they, like I say that right now. I help people escape corporate. They just straight skip it. And what right, I wanted to talk about skip was, it. <laughs> I did want to talk about the value and like the pricing because Babs is not cheap. It's not a three hundred dollar course. Right. It's it's a basically fifteen hundred dollar course. And I price it like that because honestly, there's a couple of things at play, not to make it out of reach at all. I actually, people tell me to charge more and I'm like, I think this is the right price for what they're getting because you're basically getting a college accounting class without the pressure of having to go there or pay that tuition. You are getting like an intro to tax right down to what you actually need. And then you're going to come in to my business and remember my bookkeeping business runs. It's successful. I sign clients. I am letting you inside to show you what I do and taking a tremendous amount of time. And it was an investment because I hired course designers to go in there and make sure that it's really well done. And so I'm giving all of the secrets away. Like, why would I do that if I wasn't getting paid for that, right? Then I would literally be sending out just a bunch of competition out there, although I don't view it like that. One one thing that I wanted to go back to about thinking about somebody who just can't, right? If this were me and I was looking at a $1,500 course and I didn't have $1,500 in the bank, I would probably not pay for it right now. I would probably save and make sure that, that I could get that done somehow. I might sell things in my house. I might do jobs to bring in the money. So like, I don't know what that would look like, but I'd get scrappy in terms of finding more money and maybe getting refunds for things. I might be returning things, you know, different things like that. If I've exhausted all of that, I'm going to save money. If I have good credit, which I don't take for granted, you know, if somebody has good credit, I might put that on a credit card. I might borrow it from somebody. I don't really recommend going in debt though. So like, I do recommend saving up and finding ways to to bring it in. And there's a level that happens where like, if I underpriced this course, I would sell more and people would get less of a transformation because they just wouldn't take it that seriously. So I want people to think about it long enough to make a decision that they're going to go in and get through this. And when they do, they will be ready for their next step. One more though, back to back to going and pitching bookkeepers is what I'll say, having coached, you know, almost 50 people that are building it into a business and and hiring people is that the thing that they're doing it for is very much the same. So if you're honest and say like, I don't, I don't feel quite confident enough to go out on my own, but I'd love to be able to help you learn from you and, and do this in this season. I think that just being honest would go a long way. And that if you pitched it enough, you'd get it. That's really, really great advice. Okay, Katie, I feel like I could talk to you for a few more hours about all of this, but how can our listeners reach out to you to learn more about your programs or if they have more questions for you what is the best way to get in touch and i will be including links to everything we've talked about in the show notes yeah i think the best place to immerse yourself in more information about this is the podcast profits and prosecco it's profits plus prosecco 
the podcast. And then Instagram, you'll find everything because we promote the podcast on there. So at Orderly Accounting by Katie. Um, I also have a Facebook group if you're more in there than on Instagram. That's called The Bookkeeper's Corner. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. I know the listeners are going to just get a ton of value out of this. And I'm so excited to have had someone in the bookkeeping industry on. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.